0: It's great to be able to share some thoughts with you today. Jesus, I pray that you would speak through me. Amen. I think that we can learn a lot about justice from the spotted sea trout. If you're thinking, what? I thought I was watching Zio, not the really wild show. Well, bear with me a minute. So, the life of the spotted sea trout they hatch from little tiny eggs in the stream. They grow and adapt there until they're ready to go out to sea where they grow into full-sized adults. The curious thing though, about the spotted sea trout's life is this. When they're fully grown, they swim back upstream to the place that they were born to lay their eggs. That journey upstream is perilous. They have to use a lot of their energy just to swim against the current of the water and they face obstacles like um, dams and waterfalls and they risk getting eaten by predators. Some of them don't survive the journey, but the ones that do lay their eggs and then we have a whole lot more little baby spotted sea trout who will then later in their lives do the same, swim upstream and lay their own eggs. So, why do the spotted sea trout take that risk and make that perilous journey? Well, if they laid their eggs in the sea, then other fish would just eat them. But upstream, the babies are protected and they get the best start in life. So, the parents are prepared to go against the flow to swim upstream in order to protect their vulnerable babies. What if we were prepared to go against the flow and swim upstream in order to protect the vulnerable, in order to help those in need? Who knows how God can use that to do something amazing? And that brings me to the book of Ruth. The two people that I'm going to talk about today, Ruth and Boaz, were both a bit like the spotted sea trout and prepared to go against the flow to do what was right and help those in need. The book of Ruth is set in the time of the judges when um, the majority of society were living immoral and corrupt lives. But Ruth and Boaz went against the flow of society and lived out um, what we've seen in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17. Learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. And there were two ways in particular that I'd like to talk to you about today, where Ruth and Boaz go against the flow and do what is right. And then I'm going to tell you about how God used that to do something incredible. There are so many more things that I could have looked at. I absolutely loved studying the book of Ruth and I'd really encourage you to go away and read it in your own time when you get the chance. There's only four chapters. So let's have a look. At the beginning of the book, uh, uh, we meet three women, Naomi, Ruth and Orpah. And they're living in a place called Moab. Naomi is originally from Bethlehem. Uh, She got married there and her husband and her moved to Moab quite a few years ago. Her husband has now died, but she has two sons who have married Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. And they have no children. At the beginning of the book the two sons also die and that leaves the three women widowed. A terrible situation, I can't imagine the pain and the suffering that they were going through and the men were the sole providers for the family so without the men the three women are destitute, a seemingly hopeless situation. Naomi decides to go back to Bethlehem, to her hometown, and Ruth and Orpah set out with her. But she tells Ruth and Orpah to go back to their mother's home, to their birth families, um, because she can't look after them. Orpah and Ruth protest and say, no, we're going with you. But Naomi insists. And eventually she convinces Orpah to go back to Moab. Let's pause there for a minute. Ruth has a life-changing choice to make. She could go back to her birth family, where she'd be looked after. She'd be in Moab, so it would be a familiar culture. Um, She'd have a good prospect of finding a Moabite man to marry her and look after her. Or... She can do the right thing and look after her mother-in-law. But all Naomi can offer her is, is pain and suffering and poverty. If she goes to Bethlehem, that is a Jewish region and she's a Moabite. So that would have rang alarm bells for her because Jews and Moabites were enemy nations. So by going to Bethlehem, she's walking into persecution. Orpah's already left and Naomi's continually trying to persuade her to do the same. So everything's pointing her in one direction. But like the trout, Ruth is prepared to go against the flow, to do what is right and to help Naomi who's in need. In Ruth chapter one, verse 14, Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth stays true to Naomi. She's willing to sacrifice everything that she could have in Moab and risk the persecution that she could face in Bethlehem. All to protect and help her mother-in-law who was in need. I wonder what we're prepared to lose to do the right thing. Naomi and Ruth arrive in Bethlehem and when they get there, the women in Bethlehem recognise Naomi. And Naomi tells them that she feels God has made her life bitter. She's so overwhelmed by grief that she can't see anything good. But Ruth is there in her darkest hour when she needs her the most. Who would have thought that the person to fight for the rights of the widow would be herself a widow? I wonder who you know who's a widow. Maybe literally or maybe someone who's living in poverty or or suffering. Maybe someone who no one else notices or someone who no one else wants to help. And that leads me to the first invitation that I feel Jesus has for us today which is to seek justice by standing by others when they really need us even if it takes sacrifice or it means we have to take risks to stay true. Cutting to the next scene in the story, it's the time of the harvest in Bethlehem and Ruth is going out to find food for herself and Naomi. I loved Bev's talk um, a couple of weeks ago and I thought she explained really nicely the the Old Testament law where um, people who were gathering harvest in their fields Um, God commanded them to not just gather every single last drop of the harvest but to leave some for the people who were starving who, who needed to gather that food and I feel like it gives us a glimpse into God's heart for those who are living in poverty. Boaz was following that particular law and in his field there were lots of leftovers that Ruth could gather to eat. So she's in his field, and while she's there, Boaz arrives home, and he meets her. He sees her need. He provides her with water, with um, protection. He also invites her round to, to dinner with him and his workers, and he gives her so much food that she can't eat it all. So she has some to take home to Naomi. And if that wasn't enough, He then allows her to not just gather the leftovers from his field, but to gather the harvest as well. Incredible. So Boaz isn't just doing a good deed for the sake of doing a good deed. But like the trout, he's going against the flow, going the extra mile, doing whatever it takes to rescue Ruth from her situation. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41 to 42 says, You have heard that it was said, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I remember at one time when I felt like going one mile was enough. Um, there was a day in one of my old jobs when There was a drama in the office and at the centre of this drama was this particular lady. On the outside I was smiling and polite to her and on the inside I was quite annoyed with her. I went to make myself a consolatory cup of tea and um, on the way back I saw a cake stall and I went to buy a cake. I felt God telling me to buy two cakes, one for me and one for this lady. Oh, what a joy, what a delight that would be, O Lord, I said. Uh, No, I didn't say that. (laughs) I have to confess, it was more like, uh, seriously, God? And then I repented and I bought two cakes, one for this lady. When I gave it to her, she was bowled over. She just poured out her heart to me. She told, her, told me all about her life at home and how overwhelmed she was feeling and how difficult things were for her. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks that this lady was broken-hearted and yet earlier all I could feel was annoyed with her. Thank God that he gave me that nudge. And that just taught me The power of of going the extra mile, even just buying the extra cake, it can really change things. Going back to the book of Ruth, Ruth was moved by Boaz's kindness. And in Ruth chapter two, verse 10, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner? set out to meet Ruth's physical needs, but he ends up making a deep impression on her life. And that brings me to the second invitation that I feel that Jesus has for us today, which is to go the extra mile, to do whatever it takes to rescue someone. So the first invitation was to stay true, and now the second invitation is to rescue And finally, let me tell you how the story of Ruth ends. Ruth and Boaz have stayed true, they've rescued, and that leads to a breakthrough. Ruth goes back to Naomi with loads of food, and Naomi's like, wow, how did you get all this? And she tells her all about Boaz and his kindness to her. Naomi then suggests to Ruth that she ask Boaz to marry her. And Ruth does. And let's hear Boaz's response to Ruth's proposal. From Ruth, chapter 3, verse 10 to 11. The Lord bless you, my daughter, he replied. This kindness is greater than that which you showed earlier. He's talking about Ruth's kindness to Naomi. You have not run after the younger men, whether rich or poor. And now, my daughter, don't be afraid. I will do for you all you ask. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. I absolutely love that. I could talk about it all day, but I'll have mercy on you. So Ruth and Maroz get married, and they have eventually a baby son called Obed. God restores to Ruth everything that she lost, and more. She lost her husband, but now God's given her a wonderful, loving husband, Boaz. And before she didn't have any children, and now she has a baby son. God is just. Ruth and Boaz were prepared to go against the flow, to do what was right. And God blessed their socks off, if they were wearing socks. (laughs) Naomi is no longer in poverty. God uses Ruth and Boaz to look after her and to give her a grandchild. And through that, the other women in Bethlehem turned towards God. They saw the huge change in Naomi's life. This was the same lady that earlier had been saying God had made her life bitter. And now she's in a completely different situation. And in Ruth chapter 4, verse 14, they say about God, may he become famous throughout Israel. Just like the spotted sea trout laying eggs and reproducing, if we are prepared to do good and go against the fly, God will use us to create others who will do good and go against the fly, because he will turn others towards him. And now for the punchline of the story of Ruth. Obed was the grandfather of King David. And generations down the line, from King David's family line, Jesus is born. Without knowing it at the time, Ruth and Boaz changed the course of history. They played a crucial part in God's eternal plan for the salvation of the whole world. And the same is true for us if we're prepared to accept the invitation to go against the flow and do what is right. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And before I close, I'm just gonna tell you one more story about someone who went against the flow and it caused a breakthrough. A few decades back, there was a missionary who wanted to start a retreat to reach people for Jesus. And he saw this building for sale and he thought, this is perfect. He went to the sellers of the building and he asked them if they would give him the building free of charge, (laughs) like you do. And um, they said, no way. After negotiations, he put down an offer for hundreds of thousands of pounds. But when he came to raise the money, no one would donate apart from one little girl. And this girl donates one dollar. And she sent him a letter asking him to use that dollar to buy the building. The missionary took that dollar and that letter to the sellers. And the sellers were so touched by the letter that they sold him the building for that one (laughs) dollar. And since then, over a million people have been to that retreat and over 150,000 people have given their lives to Jesus there. Incredible, isn't it, what God can do when we're willing to go against the flow and do what was right. That little girl chose the stay tree, she donated to the missionary when no one else would. She was happy to rescue, she gave what she had to to rescue others. And what a breakthrough there was. Sometimes it's hard to know where to start with these things, but we can start with what we have and grow from there. Even if all we have is one dollar, one minute maybe one smile because God is just and if we do what's right if we are prepared to go against the flow then he will use it to bless us he'll use it to bless others he will draw others towards him and ultimately it will have a knock-on effect on the whole of eternity So I hope that we can take a lesson from the spotted sea drought. I hope we can go against the flow to do what is right, like Ruth, like Boaz, and ultimately like Jesus. Let's stay true. Let's rescue. Because if we do, God will use it for a breakthrough. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, please show us how we can live lives of justice, how we can go against the flow. Please show us how to be there for people who really need us. And help us to be willing to go the extra mile and do whatever it takes to rescue people. And Jesus, give us the desire and the courage to live the life that you have called us to in jesus name amen